Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The next season, Dennis, was playoff campaign. Finished sixth in the table. Now... We weren't good enough for that. Right. Well, I was going to get that because Newcastle... Um, did you find out how many points Newcastle finished ahead of us that season, Craig? Like I asked you to. You did not ask Yes, me. I did. You, did you that, were going to look that no, I said, well, I said, I said, You might know. You, I mean, you can do that. Newcastle finished third. They finished third and we finished sixth. Yeah. And um, we'll get on to the bit where you didn't think we were ready. But, of course, as that's approaching... A game against Newcastle. I mean, can you imagine the magnitude of a game playing against Newcastle in the playoffs? Can you imagine if that was in the in the modern day sort of? You get nervous enough for a derby to start with, where it ruins your week and you can't think of anything else. Now, for whether the prize is a trip to Wembley at the end of it, and then possible promotion. I mean, what would that like to live that? Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's a bit of a nuisance trying to find somewhere to train where we weren't getting mobbed and made it difficult. So before the 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 playoffs against Newcastle, I fancied us. They they'd done well. They would be gutted because they got to third, and we scraped into sixth. But I thought that we we got enough character about us, mm. as long as we could keep keep it tight at the back. To I mean, I played Warren all the game away, I think, and Warren didn't play that, but his work rate was incredible. And he would stop them from playing. And when you've got Gates and Gabardini, you've always got a chance of scoring. And but after the first game, so it was nil-nil at Roker Park, which was the first leg. We missed yeah. a penalty in the Well, in no, the they keep the same. They keep give give, give, yeah, give yeah. him credit. That's, Did he kick his head off after <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Paul Hardiman with the and yeah. Yeah, he got a red card, didn't he? Yeah. He ran up and... He wouldn't have felt it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, after that game, speaking to some of them, we've spoken to... Um, Gary Bennett about this and, and, and stuff and and he says that clearly the Newcastle players thought they'd done enough after they that game. They thought they'd won. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Gary Bennett always says that what they didn't, weren't considering is that actually finishing the end of the season we had this away record where we were winning on the road all the time yeah. and they didn't consider that at all. They they thought they were better than us. They they, they took it for granted once they got a result at Roker they could turn us over there. And we disagreed. <laughs> you know, and you know, it's as simple as that. You know, we, we set ourselves up to be difficult to break down, but we knew that we had players. If we got it to them, we would give them problems, and and, and that's how it worked. It's, yeah, it's not rocket science. You're just solid at the back, and you know, okay, the, there's the noise and the, all that sort of thing. But if you've been playing at Sunderland for two or three years or more, you're used to noise. Yeah. Newcastle fans aren't going frightened, you know, they should lift you. Go into those places. If you go to the to those sort of places and you go inside yourself, then possibly you're at the wrong in the wrong business. 
Mm. Yeah. A few of those players in the wrong business we've had in the last few years. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. thinking that. Um, well, actually, by, to be fair, against yeah. Newcastle, not so much recently. Yeah, no. yeah, they turned up for that game, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. There were six points in it, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> That's how far behind we were. I come mean, at that point, just uh, Oh, there was six. There were six points oh, just behind. It wasn't much. It wasn't much. They were, they were slightly closer a second than we were to them. Exactly. There were five points gap. Okay, so it wasn't much. When you Both said six right. points, I thought you were just talking about the six points we used to take off Newcastle. But those were happy days. Gates and Gabby Dini both scored in that game, and I mean, it's so iconic um, that both of those goals from Gates and Gabby Dini, especially Gabby Dini's, because it's in front of the Sunderland fans mm. and stuff, and of course. Newcastle fans invaded the pitch to try and get the game. Abandoned. Yeah, they did. So I spoke to the, the referee. He says, "Well, if it's called, if I have to call it off, you've won." So I said, "Call it off." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, "Well, we got to go and try and get it back on." Have you ever had you ever experienced anything like that before with a home crowd? Fans invade the pitch because they you know the the don't I'm, like. I'm trying to think. Playing, we we beat Roma and Roma, and that was we had a few problems over there. But that is a massive that's a massive game. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it, football's a strange thing that they don't. People in London round haven't got a clue what's going on in the northeast, <laughs> and it's a shock to their system when they go up and mm-hmm. and, and see that like there's people who actually like the football up here. Well, Jermaine before was yeah, talking Jermaine about before, that, wasn't yeah. he? When, when he was here a couple of years ago, said he. he the derby was like a, he says well, it's like playing a cup final I can't believe the yeah. atmosphere around the streets and stuff like that and the emotion he showed on the pitch after mm. scoring goals and, and yeah. it obviously meant a lot to him it wasn't faked or anything no. I mean I mean it, it, it's the area oozes football yeah. and so if you're interested if you like your football as a player manager go up there because you'll enjoy it generally although people <laughs> haven't been of late yeah. but you should enjoy it because it's a it's infectious. Well, that dressing room after that game must have been as good as you've ever seen any dressing room. Well, Possibly yeah. not after you won the, maybe the League Cup for Stoke as a player. But, but, but. No, it was the dressing room, everybody obviously, you, you, you're just buzzing, but you want to get out. You want to get with, with, with your friends, with your families. I, I think most of the lads went out into Sunderland for a night out. I think I got in something like five or six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Somebody took me home sometime. So I did eventually get home. But it, it was... If you can't enjoy those days, then again, don't be involved with football. It was brilliant, but you didn't go. We didn't go out to Newcastle. We went out and so on. Um, in the I final, was gonna, sorry, I was going to say about the, the final. The yeah, final. Well, yeah, obviously the, the build up of the be, final before the before the um, final, Dennis. Obviously, most Sunderland fans will know about how, how that worked out, and Sunderland lost that game, but got promoted because there were financial irregulations. With Swindon irregularities, irregularities, <laughs> irregularities. Yeah, I had to do one before. Uh, before it's close. Before the show, we can yeah. edit that. I'm not cutting that out. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm going to leave it in and bully you about it. <laughs> Did you have an inkling of this leading up to the game or before? Not before, but the only thing you thought they, were, they got a couple of players that we were interested in. And we were thinking, well, we can't afford him, and they could. So there was. There was, you know, thinking they're Swindon, we're Sunderland, and I can't afford the players he's taken. It, it you, you wondered, yeah, that doesn't quite add up. Hmm. I mean, on the day, see, were you disappointed with how the team played? I mean, yeah, it, I mean, they they did a job on Gabbers, to be honest. Yeah. Early doors, he was injured after about twenty minutes, so that blunted us, but. No, we we didn't turn up on the day, and now whether that was the heat or, or mm. what 
Um, I, yeah, with the performance, I was very disappointed because I turned around and say we were robbed. No, you know, mm. so I, I accepted that. Whether looking where we finished in sixth and how well we'd done, I still thought we were short of good enough players to go up. So, yeah, I'm thinking, okay, we'll go up next season. You, you said at the start, obviously, all managers make mistakes and stuff. Do you think there was anything in that game? A couple of players have come out after that game because Swindon had this. They used to just pass the ball around, didn't they? And a couple of players have said they were wondering if maybe there were a midfielder short Sunderland to deal with that at the time. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's hindsight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Without any shadow of a doubt, I would think that you you will always look back on things and say, if you get beat, then, yeah, we should have done this or we should have done that. Uh, At the time, did I expect Swindon to outpass us? The answer would be no, because I thought we pressed... Quite normally, quite well. Now, whether the heat stopped us from doing that, and Gabba's inability to to run them, I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, I would have analysed it back then. It was a long time ago. Can I remember what I came up with? What I came up with? Well, let's get on with next season. Let's. Mm, yeah. And did you? Sorry. Did you know that Bob Murray knew that? Uh, well, the, the story is that Bob Murray knew that it didn't matter and we were going up and he was in you know wherever the hospitality bit in Wembley afterwards being all oh never mind commiserating secretly inside he's going doesn't matter we're up, we're up yeah. well I didn't nobody knows that I still don't that's the first time I've heard that first time the first, I was out shopping in Metro Centre with my wife first time I heard it got a yeah. phone call saying, <laughs> so I'd got no inkling I, there, there was just those things that how can they afford him because I can't afford him <laughs> It's interesting then if Bob Murray did know that, that just referring again back to the to your book, that obviously because we, we didn't really know where we were for it put us three yeah. three weeks or so behind and everyone else's but if Bob knew that it kind of makes that a little bit more frustrating with hindsight. Well actually. that would make it I can't see Bob doing that. <laughs> no, it, it, be, it seems odd, doesn't well, it? Well maybe, yeah, maybe I guess you I guess in that situation you wouldn't you might have been told, but until it happens, you can't. You can't, 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 can't dispute it. Well, uh, yeah, I, there, I mean, there, there might be that that side. If, but why tell him if he can't? Mm. Yeah, because then you could have been preparing a, a top flight team. Well, I could have been preparing something totally different yeah. than what I was. So yeah, that that was frustrating. Mm. Yeah, to go. Oops, I've got to change this because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're not good enough yeah. for the division we're in, and we're going up. So. Yeah, um, maybe blame the Brian Mooney signing on that, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. you had him for Division <laughs> Two in mind, and then but yeah, yeah, the signing was already done by then, or something like that. <laughs> I've got no. I mean, Brian was a good player. He just didn't. Just didn't work. Yeah, work for us. Uh, that happens, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we 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 normally anybody some of the players who who look good and then they come in and it just doesn't work. Well, out for he possibly reason. came, saw the crowd and everything else went. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, players can be intimidated by the size of the club, without any shadow of a doubt. Hopefully you don't side in them sides of type of players. If you do, then you try and change the way they look at that challenge and how great it will be for them and everything else if things go and they play as well as they can do. It, it's it's a challenge uh, to, to convince the players it's the right place to go. But anybody who loves football should play football in the North East because it's a great place for football. Yeah, I'd love to talk there. I wish more players would listen to that <laughs> sentiment. <laughs> well, we've got plenty who just sit there and are happy to mm. do nothing. And, and I mean, who are the players? I'm trying. 
Davenport. There was a da- did Davenport come in? That's Davenport right. and Kevin. Dav, Dav came in and... Kevin Ball. Yeah, Borley yeah. was that one. I mean, and, and Borley was a good signing. Yeah. Those were the two signings. That's all the money I had. Um, Davil admitted he, he didn't do well, it. A big uh, signing, in England international. Uh, yeah, you know. he got all the credentials, yeah. but he didn't. I tried to get John Byrne, and I got done by an agent. <laughs> And Bernie, Some things never change. I was going to say, there's yeah. a few things <laughs> that the night out the agent. Bernie was on holiday, so I'd gone and met his agent, made the offer, mm. and then the next minute he's going to play Le Havre or so. I don't know. I've gone, what's going on? Well, you wouldn't offer me. I said, I did offer more than that. So obviously they... His agent's done it, right? Yeah. So if I'd have got Bernie the first, instead of Davenport, that was the one I wanted. Mm. To replace Gatesy, but I eventually got Bernie later. But it's mm. uh, so that was disappointing. So if I'd have got Byrne instead of Davenport, then the two signings would have suited me. Yeah, with Borley and. Mm. And John Byrne, I mean, and I guess with your Kevin Ball, you you would yeah. never have imagined at that time sort of the status he would go on to have at oh, Stunden last year. But I, yeah, I mean, it, it, that, that's great. You know, he's done well. Bracey's been back you know, uh, since, a few yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. A few times he's yeah, been. Bracey's been out. back. Yeah. I mean, Br- yeah, I mean, Brace was a great signing. Again, you yeah. know, people, he, his ankle was shot. I said, yeah. So he failed the medical. So I said, well, besides his ankle, is he all right? <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. And he is unbelievably good in the dressing room and everything else. He's absolutely top draw. And this was at a time... He knew how to win. Yeah. This was a time when um, football was starting to change a little bit. I think Italian 90 did that, certainly. Yeah. I can certainly remember as a nine-year-old being fully into it, fully invested. Sunderland's promotion helped. Italian 90 helped. And then, of course, the first game of the season was against Spurs and Gary Lineker and Paul yeah. Gascoigne played for Spurs. So there was a big, again, 30,000-plus crowd there. And it just felt like football was moving a, a little bit more rock and roll at the time, didn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, it was... a. Uh, it was Tottenham first first game. Yes, Spurs. Yeah, was it was, was, was uh, Oh, we lost at Norwich first game, and then Spurs was the we first the home evening. game. Yeah, it was an evening game. Evening, yeah. We had Manchester United early up, I think, because we beat Man United two one. Yeah, and Gary Bennett right. scored, didn't he? Oh, I bet Benno tells you that every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you know he possibly didn't have check any records. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that goes on YouTube somewhere. Actually, it's a yeah, good one, isn't it? Is um, it? Yeah, it had possibly been told not to get full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <For> once, <laughs> yeah, for once to come over. Yeah. It was, a, it was, a, it was. Uh, a we were it winning at win Tottenham. Yeah, all the, yeah. It finished up on the right wing, and I'm going. We're winning with ten minutes to go. Yeah, oh, this was we a, were talking this about was this a, in the yeah, car this was a White down. Hart Lane. Yeah, so we, we we went two 0 up and Spurs pulled it back to two two, yeah. and then we went three two up in the last couple of minutes, and then Benno went wandering. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Gary, Gary Lineker equalised, didn't he, yeah. in the last minute? Yeah, we, we did. A, we did like a live show <laughs> with, in in Manchester with with Gary and. <laughs> I would. Oh, I'd been drinking when we were doing this thing, and I couldn't recall exact timelines and everything. But I was. We were talking about a guy who was at something now. is dreadful play called Papi Gilabodji. Yeah, exactly. Well, we paid eight million for him. So, yeah. um, <laughs> and I, I jokingly compared him this because it was a game where Clive Valen was it. Clive Valen scored a hat trick, and we drew three all or one three two. We're two 0 down. I think the Manchester United. 
and Benno said he got he kept on getting spun on the halfway line and he was absolutely I brought this up jokingly and he was absolutely furious <laughs> he was like sitting there going what are you talking about what are you talking about that never happened that never happened and I was thinking I tell you what he did well if he spun Benno because Benno would normally catch him yeah, I was just yeah. 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 he went defend- charging towards the ball and got he's, spun he's, de- he's defending needed a little bit of tinkering with but what he did have was sheer pace Aye. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was feet were clean, but he just his positional play and things like that. Yeah, well, that's Tempted what led him down a little bit. And that in that goal, and he, I told him that is it like jokingly because I had a few no. drinks. He <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't laughing. No, no. Players don't even like all these years later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's a summariser yeah. now, and he's that, that's why you refused to go. You, you refused Remind to go to the Moss Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he invited <laughs> us. He was like, "We're going to this pub in Moss Side later on." I was like, "I'm not going there with you now." I come back in the. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> that season, Dennis, I know you were frustrated because at this time, so you'd come into Sunderland, your reputation was on the rise already. Young manager, um, the first to break the 100-point barrier, as, as you've said, with your York team. You got Sunderland promoted. Two seasons later, they're in the first division suddenly. So your stock's on the rise. You had high ambitions as a manager and you were frustrated because you didn't have the money to, to put the team together you thought we needed because we had gone up in sixth place having lost the playoff final. Yeah, it it, it was frustrating. And you know, you're looking and you're going, but do you want to stay? And the answer is yes. Because I still thought there was massive growth to be done and big things to do now Bob had started to get the idea of the training the new ground and everything else so possibly that's where his ideas as far as the money was concerned was going and you know you look at the stadium and like now you can't knock the fella you know but I wanted to spend money on the team he wants to we had disagreements on that yeah and and that's fair that, you know, he's the chairman he's got his opinion and he wanted this for Sunderland he wanted something big for Sunderland so uh, he thought he possibly thought he'd give me enough money I disagreed <laughs> um, but you look at the stadium mm. yeah, you can't take that away from him did you ever have heated arguments over this midway through the season when we were struggling seriously because there was only two sides got relegated that year as well Yeah, I, I don't have I heated arguments I try to be uh, calm when I'm in an argument. I go cold when I'm in an argument. 
because I think it's a better way of doing things if you get emotional and it's better to just go <laughs> cold up like I was as a player, don't upset me. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you need to calm down and get your brain in gear. And if you're going to have your argument, make sure your argument is, is based. And so we would have a, had discussions. Um, obviously, I failed to persuade him. But uh, yeah, that's, again, he got his visions. And uh, you can't knock it because they, they built the stadium. Um, they had... Good success under Reedy uh, and Mick did quite well. Mm. So, yeah, you know, Bob's time there should go down as, as a as a big success. Yeah, I, th- I, I certainly well, think it does with a reflection on time, doesn't it? It's, it is uh, a funny one you mentioned about how that impacted things there because you know it is amazing that it, you know it's nineteen eighty seven we're in the third division, lowest point in history. By the end of the nineties, we're our highest point since the war. But even at that point in 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 ninety nine. 2000 it would have been I think that was that the first year back we got we won the league in 98 yeah, 99 didn't yeah, we yeah. so in 99 2000 we had the chance to spend the money on players when we were we, we would have been top of the, we would have been top yeah. of the league at Christmas yeah. we, we lost I think we drew West Ham or something like that I, I can't, we went out out night, I can't remember yeah. but yeah, yeah we, we had the chance to be top of the league we didn't at the new year but instead of spending money on the squad and players we were hell-bent on building this he extended extension. extended the stadium, didn't he? Yeah. So we built the stadium extension instead of buying and we didn't, players. We didn't really need that, did we? No, we didn't need the extension. And it, 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 this is always the argument within football. Yeah, you've got the playing side and the development of the club as part of the community and how you're going to do it and what you want to leave behind as a, as a legacy. Now, Bob Murray will always leave behind a legacy with with the stadium. And it's difficult for me to sit here and criticise Bob because besides taking me to one of the great clubs, he also, to a level, backed me. People from from our era, um, our generation, or certainly older, can remember very well the final game of that season when we were relegated from... The old Division One. It was actually my very first away game that, and Sunderland took fifteen thousand fans they were down brilliant. to Manchester. City. That's one of the days that stick in my mind, permanently. You go, mm. <laughs> deep breaths, because it. Yeah, they were brilliant that day. It took over half the stadium. At, at main they were road. they were unbelievable that day. Yeah, they they were outstanding, and they, in the end, kept me at the club. Possibly, I'd have been might have been better not to stay. But they kept me at the club that mm. day. You can't, just, you just can't a, leave just that. A, just a belief that yes, we're getting relegated, but look what could, yeah. what look what could happen. Yeah, I mean, because Stoke came in, I mean, Peter Coates came in and made me an offer like you would not believe. And and and, and this is your this home, this is your yeah. club as well. Uh, and it? I knew Peter. We'd I'd started the local radio station together while I was still a player with Peter. You know, so he was the chairman, and I was on the board of the local. So it was somebody I knew and trusted, and. A very good local businessman, and so he came in and he made a great offer. You know, my kids would have been private school and everything would have been. I'd have been a lot richer now <laughs> if I'd have gone. And but, where, where was Stoke in the, in the football pyramid uh, at this time? They, they, they were in no, they, they were in Division One. Well, it's Division One now. 
So like the third tier. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. finished at their lowest yeah. rec- lowest position, I think, well, in the history. Well, Peter had come in and that yeah. would have been a similar job to what you yeah, yeah, similar to what I'd done it. My wife was a, a, a big influence on that as well. She, on staying at Sunderland. Staying at Sunderland with what had gone on. And what people... See, people don't know what people think of me here, but you know, round here, people quite like me. <laughs> and, I think people like you in Sunderland, don't you? haven't yeah. got to worry about that. I haven't uh, got to worry about that. And Kate said, you know, just <laughs> imagine you know, Stoke fans shouting Smith out. You, you, you wouldn't like it. Mm. You know, after... 500 games playing so, mm. and, and yeah, I can understand the, those sentiments she didn't want that pressure either so. um, but those fans that that kept coming back in my head when the, the offers were coming in those fans chanting for me after we got relegated mm. we got rele- you tell me any manager who's got relegated and he's got 15,000 fans chanting his name mm. it doesn't happen does it well, they might be chanting the name, might just be saying... Well, yeah, <laughs> different thing. But for different. you to stay, they were brilliant. No, yeah. So that still is one of my great memories. And that's a bit of a sort of sliding doors moment, that then, isn't it? I yeah. guess not, not known because it, you, you didn't last half a Six season months. after that. Well, yeah. it was Christmas, New Year's Eve, was it? Or Christmas Eve, I'm trying to remember. New Year's Eve, I think. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that... that, that not a good time, but whenever is a good time. Mm. And I mean, because we, we, we've discussed here about what money was being made available to you, and because there wasn't really any there, you decided to sell Marco Gabudini um, for, for £1.8 million, which was a lot of money at the time, and, and rebuild the squad from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had, you know, I wanted to change the team around. I wanted to, to improve us. Uh, there was no money available, so the only money available was gappers. And so you you back your own, say, okay, yeah, we'll get him out. I've got Bernie in and Don Goodman, and you think, yeah, they will give me more of a pump to tack. Uh, Bernie did well. Don did all right. Don Goodman was my favorite, my first favorite Sunderland player. Who? Don Goodman was. Don, yeah, he was yeah, yeah. popular. So, so yeah, those. I got two for the price of one, or, or less, I mean, a lot less. I'm trying to remember what I paid for Don. Paid very little for Bernie. Was, was it about a million? A million pounds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we made profit mm. on it. And, yeah, you, you're looking and you're saying, OK, what can I do with the money? And how can I... But I'd already made me my... I knew I could get these players. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see them playing together because I left. Mm. Yeah. So, that, that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the frustrating thing, isn't it, where you, you've, you've made this decision yourself. You've been trying to be proactive to raise some money. You've essentially built a new team and then you weren't given any time to, for that team to gel together. Perhaps selling the, the chairman's favourite player doesn't <laughs> give you... <laughs> Give you a bit of a problem, but uh, yeah. But Bob always like Marco, and I can understand that. Yeah, because Bob's a fan. Mm. So, I, I, and I kind of remember actually. I can remember one of my uncles stopped going to the game because of that decision yeah. initially. Uh, he did come back a few games yeah. later. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, it's always but, a yeah, instant but, reaction. But, uh, the, the, but the, the thing is, that was he was such a. A lot of Sunderland, younger Sunderland fans now will, will know Marco Gabbiadini because he's on local radio and he speaks, but they probably don't understands the status the, he had at the time in Sunderland. Well, the thrill he gave when he was through. You know, you, can, you see him airing toward goal, and you knew generally he was going to score. He thought he was going to score. And the good thing about Gabbers, even if he missed, he'd forgot that. Mm. 
straight yeah. away. That had gone. There were strikers mm. go, oh, I've missed. Oh, I'm not reading the back. Not Gabbers. He was, he was that, almost like, he was, we've always had iconic strikers here and he was one and yeah. then Phillips, yeah. Defoe, he was that yeah. player, yeah. wasn't he? Mm. At you, that time, that, you, was, that was who he you was. You need somebody who knows going to, or lift people off the seats. And he's somebody he was who that lift, guy. Lift, lift, yeah, he was exciting. He was strong, he was powerful. You know, people say, well, he couldn't do this, but what he could do, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Take it all day long. And yeah, people, because I sold him, think, well, hold on a bit. I put him in my first team at York at 16. <clears> I bought him <laughs> when everybody gave somebody from York. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, and played him all the time I was I was there because you knew what you were going to get. And you did feel a little bit let down, though, didn't you, with that second, as any manager would, but oh, yeah. because Bob had said to you, he'd sort of given you his word that well, he would. He said, yeah, I would never sack you. Because that, yeah, and discuss, yeah, the, the Stoke offer. And that influenced your decision as well, yeah. <sighs> the, the, I, the biggest influence, I would say, Kate, with, with the feelings towards coming back, and the Man City, uh, the crowd at the Man City game, mm. it was it was a massive influence on, on me staying. And, yeah, Stoke are my own damn club, and they're, they're a reasonable sized club, but Sunderland is a massive football. Again, yeah, mm. Sunderland's bigger than Stoke. Yeah, it, it, I'm not yeah, going against my hometown club. That's a fact. So you, you left Sunderland and obviously you're disappointed because of the way that happened and I know you felt let yeah. down by, by Bob Murray with that. And then that season, uh, Malcolm Crosby takes over, who, who's your friend and who's your yeah. trusted colleague. I was with him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And, he's, um, and he takes that team to the FA Cup final. Brilliant. Because um, he was coming to to Bristol with me, it was all sorted. Yeah, was, mm. but uh, yeah, we were chatting constantly on the phone, you know, about the players there and what was going on, and yeah, and he kept winning games. Yeah, fine. Yeah, he's got this photograph at his house with leading him out at Wembley and I'm sure he just brings it out and sticks it right in the front door <laughs> every time I go down that must have been on, on a personal level on a selfish le- level Dennis was there some of you that would sort of you know you would be gutted about that that was your team well I, yeah, obviously I, I was proud it was a team I helped to put together I'm mm. delighted Malcolm did well because I'm you know taking him from York when he wasn't in the side in York and up and Winning things there and there, and he's still a friend now. You know, um, how can you? I, I wasn't in the country when the final was on. I went and made sure I was out of the country. But uh, yeah, I, for Malcolm, I was delighted. Mm. You know, people might think, well, yeah, you, you shouldn't be. No, he's a mate. Yeah, yeah you're not going to change that. Um, but you felt you had to take yourself away. Oh it? yeah, I, I didn't want the thought me being there having any effect or the media or whatever trying to make out what you've just said yeah, you're part, mm. you're, yeah you, it, it was Malcolm's day and it was, it's, yeah, I was put not part of it but contra- controversially the, I remember at the time I was speaking with Dad about it, obviously Viv in his position and him moving on do you think that changed the dynamic well yeah I mean it, it, it did I mean uh, did he go to Middlesbrough was it he went to Middlesbrough did he go to Middlesbrough why do I think he went to Middlesbrough I don't know. I no they went to York York was you, it you made that decision yeah. though Dennis didn't you uh, to freshen we, things up well I, I, I changed the coaching because uh, Malcolm Viv's never had any 
coaching qualifications. That doesn't make him a bad coach. He's an excellent coach. Excellent. Brilliant foil for me. Never. Malcolm had done all his, his badges. And you, know, you, you look now, look, look at the Premier League now, they've got about 500. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I just thought, let's see if a different voice, a different way of do, looking at things would bring it in. Um, so, and there was a couple of other things going on, which, but everybody thinks me and Viv fell out. We disagreed on things, but you no, know, uh, again, I still keep in touch with Viv, not as much as I used to do. Last time I saw him, I would Kendall's funeral, I think, but I'd give him a lift in the car and took him back to the hotel. And, you know, we, everybody seems to think straight away, you know, it's got to be a hatred thing. No, it wasn't. And it wasn't a normal falling out. It was a, you would say, okay, this is what I'm doing. And he thought, well, he's trying to replace me. No, I wasn't. Mm. I was trying to change the dynamics within what we were doing and how we were doing it, because obviously we weren't doing it well enough. So, just to, to, to wrap it up, your, your four and a half seasons at Sunderland, and, and could you ever imagine the day you walked in, you know, what, what that was going to be? It was going to be so just full of incident and, and highs so and lows. So much of, no, great enjoyment. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely time of my life. Uh, for my uh, family's life, you know, my youngest son, yeah, regards himself basically as a Macam. I mean, he lives in York now, but he, yeah, that was his growing up period, coming through playing local football up there. And you know, his best mate, uh, Todd, who was a lad from the northeast, you know, and they they still get together. And basically, he's still a Sunderland fan. Yeah, uh, it was brilliant for my family. Brilliant for me. Did I enjoy it? Every minute of it. Um, do I get frustrated when I see where they are now? Extremely. Not again. Because it shouldn't happen to a club like that, to, to supporters like that. Yeah, it, you, you wonder how, how it's possible to get to do it, mm. to get it so low. So all you can look forward to now, lads, is going upwards, because that's what's going to happen now. We'd like to say on behalf of the Wiseman Sea team, thanks for having us and thanks for chatting us today. It's been a pleasure. I hope you have a good season next season. I'm looking forward to doing well. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.